This is the story of Diamonds and Pearls, produced in collaboration with NPG Records, Paisley Park Enterprises, Sony Music Entertainment, and Warner Records. This is it. It's time for you to go to the wire. You got the burning desire It's your time Got your horse, so why don't you blow it So fine If they keep you, baby, you know it Welcome back. I'm your host, Andrea Swenson, and I wanted to start today's episode listening to this incredible early take of Prince's number one hit, Cream. He's joined in the studio by Levi Caesar on guitar, Tommy Barbarella on keys, Sonny Thompson on bass, Kirk Johnson on percussion, and Michael Bland on drums. You may remember how in our last episode, Michael Bland was talking about the way that Prince recorded many of his songs for Diamonds and Pearls with the new power generation. We cut like Motown. Everybody at the same time, and then Prince would go back and add whatever he wanted, you know, but you're hearing a band playing together. Get on top, cream. It's been powerful for the band to go back and listen to these raw moments in the studio with Prince. Here's Tommy Barbarella. Yeah, it's like puts me right back. Headphones in the studio with them. I remember when I started playing that organ bass thing and he liked it. And like this version started with it. So I was like, I just remember being very proud that day. He's like, I had a good idea. He liked my idea. <laughs> the only musician who wasn't in the studio that day with the rest of the live band was Rosie Gaines, who Prince loved to work with one on one. As he took the basic tracks of Cream and turned it into the hit single that we know today, he brought in Rosie to add her powerhouse vocals to the mix. You got the horn, so why don't you blow it? Blow on, blow on, blow it. You're so fine. You're so fine. You're filthy cute and baby, you know it. You know it. For some members of the band, Prince was very hands-on in the studio with direction and guidance. But according to the NPG's Damon Dixon, Prince didn't have to do that for Rosie. You know, the only people that he didn't coach along like that is top-knock vocal. It's like Rosie Gang. Uh, he put together a song and he's like, he's got his vocals on and said, hey, just give it a concept and let her just go because she could sing out of this world. Rosie was just amazing singing. I mean, just amazing, you know, and a musician and a writer. I remember hearing it after Rosie's vocals went on it. It was like, oh, this song just got a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> the secret weapon really was Rosie. You know, it's like, well, wait till you see how I'm going to use this instrument of God. And she was just the icing on the cake in every way. Just having her there pushed it into a different dimension. She was just a vessel. She was just the best. 
This is Sonny Thompson. Well, that's why she loved her that much, too. So I mean, so much. Because he would just tell her to go, and she would just go. She never sang flat. I, that woman never sang one note flat. She sounded like Aretha Franklin, and she sounded like someone else. She sounded like all these different influences at the same time. So it was just an amazing period. I don't know where she is now, but I hope she's okay. This is something I heard a lot when I talked to people about Rosie Gaines. Whatever happened to her? Is she still around? Is she okay? Prior to starting work on this project, the last I'd heard about Rosie Gaines was in 2018, when the Prince Alumni Foundation did a special fundraiser to help cover some of her unspecified medical expenses. At the time, the foundation said our goal is to let Rosie know that her contributions to the music industry are not forgotten and that she is remembered. easily recognize Rosie's contributions to Diamonds and Pearls. But in case it's been a while since you've listened to the full album, let's take a quick spin through some key moments. That's Rosie sharing co-lead vocals with Prince on the title track. She's also prominently featured in the music video for that song. She's also singing co-lead vocals with Prince on Push. Walk, don't walk. I said walk like you can use the rack. I don't walk with the company's track. I think people can walk all over you. Don't talk till I tell you to. Don't talk if it's against the rules. Just walk and wait and be a fool. That's what they want you to do. 
And of course, Jughead, which opens with just her voice. The hell was that? And also includes her singing the hook and rapping. In addition to her co-lead vocals, Rosie is credited with adding backing vocals and organ parts to the entire Diamonds and Pearls album, and as a co-songwriter on Push. And even the most casual Prince fan surely recognizes her contribution to one of Prince's best-known live recordings, Nothing Compares to You, which was released on his 1993 Hits and B-Sides compilation. Given how generously he shared the mic with her, it was clear that Prince adored Rosie. In 1991, he told Details magazine, Rosie is like a tornado. There's never enough hours in the day for her voice. There's never enough tape for her voice. He did have a tremendous amount of respect for my mother musically, and he loved her, you know, as family, like as a person. This is Rosie's daughter, Latoya Gaines. She goes by Toya. He let her in, you know, he don't let a lot of people in, and they were close. With Toya's help, We're going to spend some time today learning more about Rosie Gaines, where she came from, what her time with Prince was like, and where she is now. You're even going to hear some special messages from Rosie herself, who is now retired and living in Richmond, California, a suburb of San Francisco. You want to tell me why? that Toya helped me understand about her mother is that she had a long career before she ever landed on Prince's radar. Whereas many of the members of the NPG were just getting their first big break when they joined Prince's camp, Rosie had already established herself as a respected musician and a guiding light in the Bay Area music scene. My mom started off with a family band. So our family was like the Jackson. My mom is the baby of eight. And everybody played, she made them play an instrument. She was like, you know, we're going to start a family band. She was like four. Wow. They used to throw parties and invite them and, and make people pay to come see them perform. So my mom was always 
her own boss, you know. So she was very bossy, first of all, and she was very serious when it came down to her music. So she did not want anyone getting in the way of her vision. Toya said that from an early stage in her career, Rosie demanded that same level of autonomy to the point that she even declined going on one of the biggest pop tours of the 80s. Don Cornelius took her on as a manager and he got her a deal with Epic Records. She was signed to Epic Records when Michael Jackson exploded on Epic with Thriller, with the Thriller album. And it was not good for her or any other artist because they basically got shelved because Michael was just so big. They wasn't expecting Thriller to do that. But they did give my mom an option. You know, they told her like, um, we don't want to just shelf you because you're, you're such a talent. You know, you're a, you're a real musician. You sing, you play all these instruments, you write. Um, we want to offer you a, a position in Michael's band. So you could go tour with him and do Thriller. And she was like, well, why can't I like take my own band and tour with him when he do Thriller? And she turned that down. She said no. Um, and she said she turned it down because she had a solo deal. And she really didn't want to be put and pushed into the background. She knew Michael was so big. She knew like um, he wasn't going to give her the shine that Prince offered her. So she turned it down. I think that's so important for people to know that she was really bringing so much to the table, you know, as a band leader, as a songwriter, as a multi-instrumentalist. I came across one interview she did where she talked about being able to play pretty much every instrument. Prince was in, he was impressed with that. They kind of had like a competition. <laughs> they had a competition when she got hired. So it's like she was showing off. Like he would he would sit at the piano and play, and then she would go and sit at the piano. Then he would pick up the guitar, and she picked up the guitar, and then he's looking at her like, okay, like you're challenging me. Then he got on the drums, and then she got on the drums, and he was like, wait a minute, you know, like if, now if you pick up one more thing, and then she she picked up the bass, and she picked up the sax, and he was done. He was like, you know what? You got to come with me. Like, there's no, I'm not asking you, you, you're, you know, you, you know, you're not even going back to California. We're going to send for your things. You know, you're going to stay here. So that's, <laughs> so that's how that happened. And she, and she did try to negotiate with him. Um, <laughs> but you know, come on, like you girl, like that's Prince. As Rosie would later recall in interviews, there was a negotiation between her and Prince when he first invited her to join the NPG. She wanted to make sure that she would be able to continue her solo career and that they would work on her material in addition to his. And Prince agreed. And we were just, we were so shocked at home when we got the call, like, um, pack up my stuff. I'm not coming back. Like, huh? What do you mean? Uh, yeah, I got hired by Prince. And we were like, what? Like, you, what? Like, what you mean you got hired by Prince? And we, I mean, we were just so shocked. We could not believe um, that I really, I was more shocked that she was willing to take a back seat because I know how long she fought for her frontline position. You know what I mean? So I was just like, I was like, what? Like, wait, 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 wait. Like, you're giving up your band and you're going into Prince's band. Like, that was crazy. I was like, but you turned down Michael. After getting the call from her mom to come to Minnesota, Toya vividly remembers visiting Prince at Paisley Park. It was Christmas time in 1989, and she was 11 years old. The first thing I remember about coming to Minnesota was the cold. 
<laughs> oh, it felt like a thousand needles pricking me in my face. I just couldn't believe how the, I'm like, this is a different type of cold. Like, I don't think I could survive here. So that was the first thing. But the second thing was just Prince. Like he, him himself was a whole vibe. And she, my, my mom gave us all of these rules. Like, you know, don't touch him. Don't hug him. Don't grab him. Don't ask him too many questions. I'm like, dang, well, can we look at him in the face? Like, what do you mean? And she kept telling my grandma, don't grab him. Don't do it. And so when, as soon as we got off the plane um, and we got where he was at and he walked up to us, the first thing my grandmother did was grab him and hug him. And the terror on my mom's face was like, didn't I tell you not to grab him? <laughs> but my grandma was like, oh, come here. Oh, I just love you. And she hugged him. And from that point on, he fell in love with my grandmother and my grandmother and his mother had the same name. Their both name is uh, Maddie. So he, he just was really, um, he loved my grandmother. He would always ask about her when I would come back and forth, you know. And I think he loved her because she treated him like a human being, you know, like she treated him like one of her kids. And she gave him a lot of uh, love and affection, whether he wanted it or not. She gave it to him. So. It was just, <laughs> and he, and I think he was very endeared by that, to be honest with you. Rosie arrived in Prince's world right as he was in the midst of production on Graffiti Bridge, both the film and the soundtrack. As you'll hear Rosie herself describe in this clip that was recorded by Toya, her first work with Prince was on a song for that movie. My favorite song was, We Are the New Power Generation. Oh, I love that one. That was my first song uh, was ever recorded with Prince, besides uh, I Want You. And uh, it was fun filming the video also. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Once Prince and Rosie started working together, Toya says it was like her mom had gotten on a nonstop creative treadmill that lasted for years. People don't know, like, he would come to our house at like three in the morning and call and say, hey, he always thought I was her because we have the same type of tones in our voice. I'm, I'm like, hello. He like Rosie. And I'm like, no. He's like, Latoya, oh my God, go, can you go get your mom? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, mom, Prince is on the phone. She's like, oh my God, like we, I just got in the house. I said, well, he's outside. He said, um, he has something for you to listen to. He wants you to come listen to it. So he would pull up in the Beamer and, you know, she would go down there and it would be freezing and they would be in there, you know, um, writing together, listening to whatever he came up with. Or he would come up because we had um, stuff to record on in the house, too. He would come up and they would work. It was never a time where they weren't working. It was constant. I watched my mom go through a, a nervous breakdown one day because I don't think that she understood. She thought she worked hard and she did. She used to have long rehearsals. But with Prince. Um, your schedule was re rehearsal was anywhere between 12 to 14 hours. Um, most of the time after that, they would have a show. After the show, he wanted jam. They would have an after party. That means you're going till three in the morning, three, four o'clock in the morning. And then you think you're going to come home and you're going to go to bed. And then he calls you and say, hey, come outside. Um, I'm not done. What you get? I watched her. Actually, one time, really, like, she cried. She broke down and she cried because she was so exhausted. 
And I was like, oh my gosh. She was like, I don't know. And she was crying. Like, I don't think I can. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> and I was like, mom, mom. I'm like, I know you're tired. I said, but this man is an icon. Like, this is what they do. This is why he's iconic. You know, they don't sleep. For them, there is no rest. He, his mind is always moving on to the next thing. Him and my mother just had such chemistry. They had a lot of a lot of chemistry. It was just crazy. Their connection, you know, he could look at her. She knew she knew what to do just from a look. There is some incredible live material included in the new Diamonds and Pearls Super Deluxe release, including a full concert that Prince and the New Power Generation played at Glam Slam in January 1992. And I have to say, after watching that footage, Toya is right. The connection between Prince and Rosie on stage is palpable. Rosie had been with Prince for over two years at this point, and they were gearing up to embark on the Diamonds and Pearls tour that spring. Set lists in this period would often include Rosie doing an Aretha Franklin cover or two, and even calling back to the song she first sang for Prince in the studio before they'd even met, I Want You. Rosie, who you want on the real line? I want you, but I'm so afraid love that you leave me blue. I want you, I need you. Just like a baby rocking in my crate, I need you. I want you, yeah. See that you love me and that you will always be there. I want you to know my body. I want you to know my thing. I want you. On the one. More than a little, more than a lot. Baby, this one is all that. I watched him work with a lot of artists and singers, and I never watched him have such chemistry with anybody the way that he had with my mom, you know? And I'm not just saying that because it's my mom and I'm being biased. I'm saying it because, you know, it's true. You know what I mean? Like, he did showcase her a lot because he respected her talent, and he did want her to shine. Rosie stayed with Prince through the Diamonds and Pearls tour, which ended in July 1992. And they had planned to put out a solo album produced by Prince called Concrete Jungle shortly after that on his Paisley Park Records. The album was pushed back several times, and as his battle with Warner Brothers heated up in 1993 and 1994, the artist formerly known as Prince's imprint ultimately folded before Rosie's work could be released. She eventually signed to Motown and continued on alone. Toya says that there's a lot that is misunderstood about Rosie's departure from the NPG and Prince, including the fact that they actually stayed in touch and on good terms for decades afterward. 
he helped my mom all the way up until he died. I want to first say that and put that out there. And I also want to say that he did not want her to leave. <clears throat> you know, it wasn't that he didn't want to give her a solo career. They had lots of music he recorded on her that he had in the vault and everything. But he wanted her to stay with him. That's what it was. He did not want her to leave. He didn't want her to go anywhere because they came up with hit after hit. You know, when you, it's a vibe. Like when you're creating music, it's a vibe. You know, everybody contributes something to the music and emotionally and mentally and and also talent wise. They had a connection that they were able to just come up with hit after hit together. So it was like, he didn't want to lose that. He was, he did not want her to leave him. And he told her like, you know, Rosie, it's not that I don't want you to go forward. I want you with me. You know, he like, he one more tour. Like he kept telling her, we're, okay, we're going to do it just after this tour. Just give me one more tour and we're going to do this after this tour. And then she just got tired of, she was like, he's not going to ever do it. And I said, but it's, it's not because he's trying to hold you back. It's because he wants to keep you around because of your chemistry. You know, and I and I understood her, too, because she fought so long for her own thing before him. So I understood both sides of the story. You can see it all, how it would all play out that way. Yes. And, and you know what really confirmed it for me is the fact that he would not perform any of those songs if my mom wasn't there to perform it with him. So that was, you know, that's that tells that tells it all. It's been seven hours, thirteen days since you took your love from me. You know, how is your mom doing now? She still, of course, have a voice like a powerhouse and like an angel. She still can sing and play and everything. But she, I think she's just done, you know? Like she, her whole life was dedicated to the music industry. Um, she don't feel like she accomplished what she set out to completely. And just all the heartbreak of it all, and especially with... Um, with Prince's passing, I've seen a lot of um, depression and I've seen a lot of heartache come from everything that she's been through and experienced in the music industry, you know. So she's done, like, you know, she's enjoying not having to not sleep, 
and and not travel and you know she's enjoying being able to relax she do a lot of crocheting which is really funny to me she makes like all these scarves and stuff I'm like you should sell them but she she just do it for herself like it's peaceful for her she enjoys her grandkids and and you know they're getting big so fast and so she's just she's just enjoying being a regular person you know she went through a lot she had a some mental illness um, and some health scares that she went through um, over the years. But now she's much better and she's just enjoying being a regular person. You know, she's just enjoying not having to do anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> she went through a lot, you know, as far as loss and um, depression and, and things like that. But she's much better now. You know, it takes time to heal. So, yeah. Wow. Well, that's really lovely to hear. I mean, just the image of Rosie Gaines retired crocheting and getting a good night's sleep. That's really lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Before Toya and I ended our conversation, she let me know that her mother had a message to pass along to all of you. So we're going to end today with Rosie Gaines in her own voice with an assist from her daughter. Hi, everybody. This is Rosie Gaines talking to you from uh, Richmond right now, Richmond, California. And I just wanted to say hello and thank you for the support you've shown me over the years. And I wanted to say just good things about friends. I miss it so much. And I wanted to let you know the best time I've ever had with Prince is when we recorded Diamonds and Pearls. We did that video. That was the greatest time we both had that whole day. We were so happy. And I appreciate him so much for the things that he's done to my voice. When I first arrived there, I was uh, an alto. And then when I got relieved, I was almost an excellent soprano. So he pushed me hard enough to get the best he could get out of me and reach the highest levels that I could, I, that I could reach. I will always love him so and miss him so. So this is Rosie Gaines signing off. That was my daughter, Latoya, talking. And I appreciate you guys listening to this uh, interview. And may you have a blessed time in your life. May all the goodness that you can bear come into your life. And keep God in your life always. It's done so many things for me. In the name of Jesus Christ, you're saying goodbye. Bye, guys. Love you. The story of Diamonds and Pearls is written, hosted, and executive produced by me, Andrea Swenson, in collaboration with NPG Records, Paisley Park Enterprises, Sony Music Entertainment, and Warner Records. Anna Weggle is our producer, and Corey Schreppel is our technical director. Special thank you to Zach Hockapol, Giancarlo Siama, and Dwayne Tudal for all their support. The newly remastered, expanded editions of Diamonds and Pearls are available to order now at prince.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet, search for the official Prince podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite platform. Nothing compares.
Rosie Gates.